0: As the casual observer that I will be,
1: well, I was a casual observer too, but it, last night was a big night. Okay. Big four and a half hours of nothing hmm. resulted in nothing at the TVUSD school board meeting, as predicted by a local pastor. I feel like we already started. We did start. We're off and running, man. We're off and running. running.
0: All right. Well, I don't know what... I I can't imagine what local pastor you're talking about.
1: A local pastor who was quoted in the paper saying that nobody (laughs) nobody was going to be chosen and as if by prophecy, nobody was chosen um, after the board uh, each... Each one of them, each one of the board members sat and interviewed each um, person that came. I mean, 12 out of 13 came okay, um, and gave their introduction and answered the the same set of questions from each of the board members uh, in a certain time period and uh, went through that whole process. And they were sort of each board member was tasked with coming up with a list of three to see if they can find any common ground. And uh, three out of the four board members uh, three out of the four be- members adhered to that and one just decided to do what she whatever she wanted to do and uh, only chose one um, hmm. which didn't um, it only matched with one other board member which was uh, Kamroski. so where's my and Kamroski had one person in common and um uh, yeah. Barclay and Schwartz, I believe, had one person in common, maybe two. Uh, Okay. Then it was moved that it didn't look like there was going to be any compromise uh, happening. um, And uh, it was moved to just send it to election. So that's what they did. So after four hours of that, uh, nothing happened. So as somebody who,
0: you know, is not not in the ins and outs of all of this process. It was this something that they had to do. Like did they have to go through this before they just succumb to the election or are they just doing this to waste people's time and money?
1: I believe they have I believe they're tasked with to at least give it a shot to try to appoint somebody to the seat before sending it to an election. Okay. Um what we're um we're sort of sorting through some of the details on there's a whole set of codes that go along with appointing and a provisional appointment, what that means, and within a time frame of a, a set general election. And so we're trying to figure that all out right at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like that's going to go to November. Um, there was some discussion at the end about how much it would cost. I'm curious to know if it would cost I think the number was $75,000 to go to this special election. I'm curious to know whether it actually costs 75000 since it's being folded into a, a general. Um, so I think that remains to be seen. But I think that most boards should try to make an attempt um, to appoint somebody. I, We just, you know, being realistic, we know that that was unlikely to happen unless... Um, Somebody was pretty untruthful up on the up in front of the board and, and fooled somebody into voting for them that that probably wouldn't.
0: So was there somebody? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you don't. I, you don't have to answer this, Jeff. Um, but was there somebody there that was part of this process that you hope actually does enter the election, or or was this kind of just all? formalities and you know, you're, there's more people you hope are diving in. I, I know it's a very general question, but I, it sounds like there was a ton of people there last night. So I'm not sure if there's somebody there that you were kind of hoping got on that seat or, or they were just all people and you're interested to hear more about them and see about them before you make a decision.
1: Well, we, we didn't endorse anybody as a pack. Um, there was a, a, a you know, I would say. At least four to five people there that were qualified um, to do the position. There are, you know, but there's a very different criteria being used by the pack and people that think along those lines when it comes to local governance than what is being used on the other side of this issue, right? Um, and you know, Wiersema <laughs> was pretty. I mean, she went on a fifteen-minute verbal—I don't know, even know what to call it—in um, which she explained that she's, you know, thinking outside the box and looking for different people. And her criticism of one of the person people that came up was that they they were too close to the school district; they knew too much about the TVUSD. And to me, like in any other position, um, I heard that, and I'm listening to that, just saying. It's the equivalent of saying, you know, I've got to hire a new head football coach um, for my football team, so I'm going to hire this popsicle stick. And it's <laughs> so okay. beyond. I mean, having somebody that is that has a passion for the district, that that supports the district, that is a um, that wants to see the district do well, having somebody go up there and speak specifically about. How important this is to them personally that the district succeed is seen as a negative in the eyes of one of our board members, is astounding to me. Like if that doesn't speak volumes, um and, and when I say the district, I mean the entirety of the district, the students, the staff, the teachers, the do, all of those people. You see somebody go up there and you talk about how is it so important to the community that this this whole school, this, this whole mechanism succeeds. And for her to see that as a negative Mm. to being a candidate for this position is incredible to me. I don't know how you justify that in your own brain. It's just, it's. (laughs) Well, it's, it's the
0: great, it's the great kind of, um, conundrum is the wrong word. Uh, and it's too early for me to think of a better word, but, it's the great, uh, you know, kind of question here. And, and because these, you know, Wierzma and, and Kamroski and and Gonzalez also, none of them had any experience in any of this before. You know, this isn't something that they've done before. They were barely associated with the district whatsoever. Um, they, you know, don't, you know, Kamraski doesn't even have kids in the district. It, it uh, They go to district schools. So it's, you know, And it's this mentality that they've carried in since the the lockdowns and all that stuff of like, we need outsiders. We need outsiders. No more, no people who are, who, and it's, it's gotten to the point as you're describing, it's not just outsiders. It's people who literally have, we don't, we want people who have no connection whatsoever with anybody here in this community or this district or these teachers. Like, it's like, it's getting ridiculous. And my only the only way I can see that making sense is that they actually are doing that because they want, they need to get them for their side. You know what I mean? They definitely want somebody that has nothing and nothing to go on. So they can kind of take them onto their side. I mean, that would be my best guess. I obviously I'm, I'm just kind of assuming here, but it seems so silly and so dangerous to be like, why would we want anybody that knows anything about anything? We need somebody who doesn't know anything about what's going on and bring them in. Like, yeah, it's the rhetoric behind that
1: well it's easier to burn something down when you don't care about it right
0: oh, you know, if, you have no,
1: if you have no skin in the game you're more like or you feel as though you need to burn something down if the goal is to burn public schools down which i personally believe that this these people and the people behind this movement want mm. to do they want to take school districts dismantle them and rebuild them Into a charter school voucher system grift um, that that in no way resemble that is going to benefit anybody except for the for profit mongers that are trying to take advantage of a political movement. um, Then that that's you know that's what you are going to do. You are going to find somebody that aligns with that that feels as though yeah let's start taking this high ranking top performing school district apart. Um, and uh, you know, I think in the long run, you know, for us, and this has been our message from the beginning, um, by blowing through hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees and bringing lawsuits into it, you're, they're just continually chipping away as long as they possibly can at the stability of this district in order to prove that it's unstable. It's like, You know, Mm. it's like throwing gasoline on a, on a pile of leaves and then, and holding a match and then being shocked that the, the, the leaves catch fire, right? Like, (laughs) how did that happen? Well, shit, you, you've been spending, you know, you asked six or seven lawyers if you can break a, a state ed code law, right? Like this is just, it's absurd. And then that, but, but it's much easier to do that if your kid doesn't go to school there. Right. It's much oh, yeah. easier to do that if you 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 find somebody who aligns with that public school takedown extremist opinion. I think politically you're gonna start seeing some of the people on the next levels of government, you know, assembly, state, r- regional are gonna start backing away from that because they're starting to see like it's all well and good when you're, you know, following a, a, a certain political party line. Um, but when you start seeing actual damage and the repercussions of what that means to our community, um, there's no future in that. There's no future in them for politically. So,
0: well, it's not only that there's no future. It's it's there, like you said, it, and I and I agree with you 100. I, I I do think that the the idea here is to burn it all to the ground. And the worst part about this about that scenario. Let's say they they do get their wish and it all burns to the ground. They're going to walk away. They completed their goal. They're going to walk away. I mean, Kamarski and Wearsman are not going to be here to help build it back. They're not going to be here to help build anything from the ashes. They have one objective, and that's to you know burn it to the ground, just like the local pastor and all the other people that are doing this across the you know Southern California and other places across the country are trying to do they have no intention of sticking around to help anybody who threw the ashes of this their goal is two prong burn it to the ground here's the other solution good luck that's it and it's like and that to me is 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 more frightening than anything else that people that, that they have blindsided people to the point where where they can't see that you know, where it's like they the, the community just thinks that these people are being patriots and fighting for the rights and fighting for, you know, anti-establishment and getting rid of the, you know, the politicos and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not what's happening. You know, that's not what's happening. They're, they're using that as a bait and switch and, and you're going to be left and you're going to be screwed. I mean, I think I brought this up before, but I ran for the water district board a while ago, you know, back in 2020. And, and I, my platform as a resident was I want to lower prices for the for for residents you know there's and it's not like some conspiracy the wineries get a sweetheart deal and they get a sweetheart deal because they need a lot of water they bring a lot of money in makes sense it's I wasn't like anti-winery it's just like hey maybe we can pass some of that savings on to the residents because our bills keep going up the The water board is chocked full of and, and heavily influenced by the wineries and so when you start just telling people, Hey, this is what we're dealing with. And then the, the people that are heavily influencing those boards and those districts come out and be like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. This is, this is how it works. And then they blindside you by feeding you a line that makes you think, well, this guy knows what he's talking about because he's part of the winery. So he knows what he's talking about. And then, you know, lo and behold, prices go up and people are pissed off. Why did this happen? You know, cause they go and reelect the same people. Or reelect the people that lied to them in the first place. And it's like, to me, that is what's happening here. We are seeing people, you elected these people, they lied to you the first time, and now they're lying to you again, over and over again. And you're just going to get the same, it's just going to get worse and worse for the resident of Temecula. Not for them, they'll be fine. But the resident of Temecula who have kids in the district, it's just going to get worse and worse for them. And they're going to turn around and go, well, why did this happen? Well, it's cause you keep voting along this little weird party line that you're associated with because they can't be lying to you. They're part of the same little belief system that you're a part of. And it's just, it, it's scary. It, it really is scary. Uh, the more and more we go down this rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I know that was a long rant, Jeff.
1: I, it's very scary. Um, I mean, I think this is, this is why we're in the middle of this problem. Right. Um, we're, we're talking about things that we should have talked about in 2022, um, you know, ahead of this. And we sort of got blindsided. And I think you saw some of it from the candidates that were, uh, more leaning towards supporting, uh, the former board majority. You heard a lot of things like parental rights. And, Mm -hmm. And I mean, parental, all parental engagement and parental this, like I, I honestly, Dallas, and this is no lie. Like, if you had gone to a board meeting prior to 2017 2016 there was nobody there oh yeah they 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 weren't filming it it's like it didn't happen they were doing the business of the district the school board was making decisions and no parents engaged now i'm not saying parents should just stay out of it that's a weak and simple response to what i just said it's sure. just weak it is great and i think if you ask every teacher every district member every single person that wants to know and it is required by law to get the input of parents in a lot of these situations in a lot of these things in most situations um, they would love to have parental engagement they would love to have 50% parental engagement and even when the parental rights people were forcing another survey to go out into the community regarding a certain issue, they still didn't get 50% because, and I get it. I was a parent. I didn't respond to every survey. I didn't answer. I didn't engage all the time in what was happening at the district level. But for them to sit up there and say, we need to have parental engagement. No shit. They already have it. They don't mm. act. We we don't typically use it because we are in a successful district, right? You don't. That's part of the reason I think. Part of the reason is, is apathy. <laughs> part of the it's reason good. is we're busy. Yeah. Part of the reason is we're just trying to survive. <laughs> we're just trying to make it. But to create this boogeyman that the district is stopping you from engaging is utter nonsense. Like I personally, as just a parent, I've, I've been a room mom for two years. I've served on a school site council. Um, I'm a dad. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done all those things. I've volunteered at the schools. I've coached at, I volunteered to coach at the high school level in two different sports. Um, all they ever want is people to engage and be involved. So, Creating this divide like the district or teachers don't want to hear from parents is utterly ludicrous, and it's a flat-out lie. And believing or saying to you that they're going to create pathways to make it easier or better for you to engage is just a lie because they exist. They're right there right now, and it is the worst, most offensive thing I can hear from those candidates. Now, I'll go back and answer your question. Yeah, there were about four candidates I thought were absolutely great. You know, people that cared about the district, people that were schooled in governance, people that work currently in other districts um, that that care about kids and care about the success of the the community, the school district, and those students. And there were other people that just literally had no business or no experience being involved in local government. Um, They just... Wanted to because they hold a political belief.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's the scary part. Like you're going to put somebody in. you're going to have a we've already dealt with this for a year with people that don't know anything about. You have a school board president who admitted he didn't even know what a school board was prior to running. Mm -hmm. Um, You have somebody who literally can't follow any rule that just puts things on the consent calendar, trying to sneak them through without any input from more than one staff member or any other board member and just wants to spend money because she wants to, because she has no idea what she's doing and she hasn't learned in a year and she's never had to. So Mm -hmm. the level of dysfunction that already exists. And then to add more of that into it, simply because they align with you politically in a nonpartisan seat is absolutely absurd, offensive and hurtful to the district. It's damaging every single day. And last night was no, it was the same example of that.
0: And, and yeah. And that's what you just said there at the end is the other large piece of this is that also, these? Wait, Oh wait, yeah. no, never
1: apologize for ranting too long because that's all I do. I am, <laughs> I am nothing if not concise.
0: <laughs> that's okay. I, yeah, well you and me both. I, mean, I guess that's why we're doing a podcast. Uh, I, I, the that, that last thing you said is, is a big piece of this is that these are not political seats. These are not partisan seats. These seats are for the community members to step in and help guide the community in the best direction, similar to the city council, similar to the water board, similar to the other things that are community based it's for community members who might have an expertise or a passion, uh, or a background in these areas to jump in and help their community, help their city, guide them through these things and do what's best. That's why we're not bringing in, you know, some, some ex, I don't know, Congress member or something from Fresno to come in here and be on the board. It's these are local people who have a passion and a knowledge for this and them politicizing these seats and making it where you have to kind of vote down party lines this far down the line. And that was the objective by this whole taking over the public square thing that, Tim Thompson follows and the IE family pack that they follow. They, you know, that, that whole group, that whole side, they're doing, it's down the line. Here's how we take it back. Here's how we take over the community again and get them to believe in our beliefs is by making these seats partisan. And the fact that they've gotten away with it and they're continuing to try to do it. It's not even, I don't even care. I've said many times I'm a moderate. I know that's a dirty word for a lot of people, but I'm a moderate. I don't, I don't care about your political affiliation. You could be the staunchest, staunchest Republican. You could be the most far-left liberal in the world. And as long as your only goal on that board is to push through things that are better for the kids and better for the school district, great. That's all I care. That's all I care about. I do not care about your personal political beliefs because that's not what it comes down to. And I'll use the example again. When I ran for the water board, I got so many emails that were asking me about my political affiliations. What does that to do with anything? What does it to do with anything? Uh, it has nothing to do with anything. Uh, and, and people try to influence it and it, it really like damages it. And it's almost like, a reminds me of like one of the last of us or something that, uh, you know, it's, it's like you, you get the little disease in, in you. And then all of a sudden you're spouting out (laughs) into this horrible creature. Uh, and that's all that you can do is now just regurgitate that horrible kind of diseased. This is how it needs to be. And this is the party affiliation. This is the line, you know, that to me is more scary than anything. And I'm hoping that the candidates that come out for this seat are candidates who are, who, who are not politically minded, who are there to do what's best for the kids who have a background in affiliation and affiliation in education would be nice. Uh, not people who are just outside nobody, not nobody's that's uh, not trying to be unfair, but outside people who don't have any reason to be on this board other than they were mad about masks four years ago.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, th- that's the scary part. I literally, during the course of this podcast, responded to an email that was just that. It was somebody saying about the Riverside County Board of Education, do you know, do you know which one they side with? And they, what's ironic is they came to our site our site and found our email and asked which one of those two candidates is a Democrat, which one's a Republican. And I said, well, you know, to be honest, we remain neutral on the subject. Uh, We're not endorsing either. And they said, yeah, but it matters. I'm tired of Democrats. (laughs) So, you know, unfortunately this our this, this is exactly what, the extremists want you to feel. They want you to feel as though the other side of whatever, what, uh, on either side of this are evil. They use terms like evil and destructive and this. And just for identifying with a po- political party, um, it's really sort of terrifying to see um you know, that worked that way on both sides. When it comes to these positions, we should not be having this conversation. It, it, the fundamental misunderstanding about what service is, mm-hmm. um, what it means to serve on these boards is terrifying. That you would have somebody come in and burn a school district down on in order to help your political party nationally. -hmm. It's incredible to me that the blame for why uh, demographics are shifting in this community one way or the other um, is based on the schools. That's that's where you're going with that. It's not the any disconnect between the party and the public. Mm -hmm. It's the party is not going to move. And so we need to change the way that kids are being brought up so they'll align with our policies, not the other way around. Yeah. Right. And that means eliminating critical thinking and and you know forcing a religious ideology on them that aligns with what the party identifies as. So it's ter- it's it's terrible for me, and I think you know, going forward, I know we, we said we we're going to do this really quick uh, today and sort of recap. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't I personally didn't expect that they were going to nominate anybody. And you look at who Kamrowski put in his top four and it was pretty predictable. Yeah, um, I think Kamrowski and Weirisma put up one of the same people who I believe um, is sort of a mole that was they were trying to slip through the cracks um, and tried to present in a certain way that is just not accurate to who how they would vote and how they'd move forward. Hmm. And, you know, for Steven Allison, Barclay, and Schwartz, you know, they've had their head kicked in. They've been disrespected and shouted down and cut off and had their mics cut by a board president um, for a year. And if you think for a second, they were going to be like, Yeah, let's take a flyer on this person so we can get punched in the face again every two weeks. That that likely wasn't gonna happen, and that's not fair to ask of them, right? So let's put it to the community. And 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 I think fortunately people are waking up to what the ruse is, right? They're trying to they're they're now figuring out, like, oh, these people are just trying to burn this down, they're just trying to take the district down and they're not gonna stand for it. And that's why the recall was successful, is why there's so much pushback. Um, you know, every single week we see it growing and growing and growing. Um, and, and fortunately, hopefully we're going to get to a May 28th. If that's the day that, that, that the, actually gets set and, and we'll get the vote that we want to. And then we can get to November and put some people back in charge that will actually give a crap about TVUSD and the future of our <laughs> students.
0: So what do you think is the. You know, I I guess maybe you can answer this kind of on behalf of the pack to some degree, but what are you, what's your next steps for this? What are you guys looking for out of this process?
1: Uh, So we're going to be talking to the people, hopefully try to reach as many people as we can um, who are interested in doing the next step and and start campaigning, uh, figure out what they are and figure out what's best for an opportunity to take that seat right? Mm. Take that seat back. So, um, you know, candidates are going are gonna to have to make some hard decisions. Some people that um, are perfectly qualified individuals, right? Like they're, they'd be great. The, mm. the question is going to have to be asked, like, uh, can they win? Um, mm. And, you know, in politics, a lot of it is math, right? Uh, so for us, in our perspective, we would love to have one universally supported candidate. Um, that runs against whoever else is out there and put our efforts into trying to make, uh, trying to support that person. So we're, we're going to go through a vetting process and um, come up with an endorsement process and hopefully have some conversations with people and, and see um, if we can all just get kind of unified in this. And I mean, otherwise, you know, we'll have a field of a bunch of people and mm. <laughs> it'll just be a mess like always, and I think the idea of the pack is to try to be more or- organized and strategic, um, and put um, the best candidates forward for the district, and and get a lot of support behind them um, to really spread that message of what they stand for. Um, and I think when you're when you have people that are as strong as the people that spoke last night. I don't know anybody that could watch that whole board meeting and look at those people and see the people that Kamrowski picked and go, yeah, those were the strongest people there mm-hmm. to serve on a local school board. There's, there's just no way. There's yeah. no way you could look at that and go, yeah, those other four people not qualified. They were mm-hmm. immensely qualified. Um, and so, you know, we're fortunate that we have people that are willing to step up. I mean, we're, 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 We're thankful to all the people who did step up and that's, it's hard to do Um, and to want to quote unquote serve. um, I would question some of their motivations for doing so, but I know that the people that I I was impressed by last night, um, you know, their, their heart and their intentions are in exactly the right space. And uh, it is incredibly disappointing that our board president doesn't understand at all what a board member is supposed to stand for. Because mm-hmm. he clearly didn't choose his four based on that. He chose his four either based on what his pastor told him, like he said he was going to do in the newspaper, or what his political affiliations are and his goals. So that's, mm-hmm. that's disappointing. And then to have might go off on her tangent for 15 minutes of saying and doing nothing and ultimately ignoring what the, the rest of the board was going to do just shows her a total and complete incompetence in that role.
0: Well, I think that, uh, I mean, I saw a little video of her talking about how she was once again targeted and once again, death threats or threats or whatever, and then using a Bible verse to bring it all home in a public arena, which is always a nice indicator that they don't know what they're doing. Um, You know, I've, I've said against, I've said with her many, many times, there's probably nobody more self-involved and self-important than her and what she's trying to do and trying to accomplish. Um, and I, you know, and uh, that's been, there's example, example after that, there's very little she does to, to do for the district. It's pretty much all about her and who she is and what she wants to accomplish personally and disguise as public service. Well, what's, um,
1: what's crazy is it's like, how do you, you can't even come with a top come up with a top three like everybody else on your board, but you have to you have to make decisions on a $450 million budget. That's absurd. You can't make a decision on that. Yeah. You can't, out of 13 people, you can't come up with three in the hopes of trying to find a compromise or a common ground. You can only just go with your friend, and that's all you can go with. And you're expected to make a sound financial decision on the district at $450 million that it is absurd. Is she going to think outside the box with with no financial background or no accounting background, no background in finances whatsoever? Is she going to think outside the box as she pisses that away? I'm sorry. I'm upset, but like, think about it logically, like think, stop and think for a minute. This is a person who couldn't even do what the rest of the group was asked to do, did her own thing. Trying to be unique. How is she going to deal with a $450 million budget? How is she going to do the basics?
0: Yeah. Well, and that's just it, isn't it? They don't know how to do the basics. They never took the classes they were supposed to take. They never went to the appropriate places they were supposed to go to. They don't know how to do the basics. It's not about the basics. It's not about making sound decisions. It's about propping themselves up, propping their party lineup, and propping... You know, they're, you know, even though Jen doesn't go to 412, but that pack and those people, it's popping up that group and you're, you're damn right. I mean, it's, it it is astounding to me. We, you and I both work, we have jobs. (laughs) There are times where you work with people and you go, well, I can't trust them with this. I can't trust them with the promotion. I can't trust them with this because they don't know how to do that. You know, like they don't know how to do the basics so I can't give them more responsibility, and that is what we're looking at here. You know, we've we've given these people, we've put these people into a position into a job, quote unquote. And if they can't do the basics, if they can't figure it out, why would we ever trust them to do anything more? And at this point, they've shown nothing to the public. Just look at their record. That's all it is. Good governance background. Look at their record. Look at their conduct. Look at anything that they've done since they've been on the board there is nothing there to suggest that they can even do the basics of the job let alone the advanced part of the job and uh and that i mean that alone was one enough for people to get off the, the Kamraski train and i think we'll be successful when we have this you know special election hopefully in may
1: i hope so too i i really do believe that people are sort of waking up to this um you know a flashbang went off and it created a lot of chaos, but there's no substance to any of it. It's, mm-hmm. there's just a political objective. Um, and, you know, they're starting to see the repercussions. They're tired of having to answer, um, you know, their cousin from uh, Buffalo who calls and goes, what the hell's going on out there in Cal in, in Temecula? And they're tired <laughs> of answering that question. I'm tired of answering that question. I'm from Fallbrook. I'm tired of asking about Tom and uh, people asking me about Tom Metzger. And Tom Metzger has been dead for 10 years and hasn't lived in Fallberg for 25 years. Like That is what we're facing as a community Mm -hmm. when you put these people in positions of power. You're facing a lifelong stain of um, intolerance, a community that is unstable, unwelcoming, and that'll have long-term effects in a school district that will start you know, teachers five years after these board members leave will refuse to apply in Temecula because they heard they heard somewhere that Temecula was unstable and damaging to their to careers. Those are things you can't get back, right? You can't yeah. reverse those things. So I know we got to go today. We got to be quick. Um, I just want to thank uh, all the people that stepped up last night. Um, it's four hours of a meeting and you can learn about people who might possibly be running for the November. And so you can learn a bit more, a bit more about them, but more importantly, pay attention to the way, um, Komorosky and Weirzma governed at the end of the meeting. It's, it's just abhorrent after listening to everybody that spoke to come to the conclusions that they came to is really just absurd. Um, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can hold them accountable uh, in May and in 2026. So, nice. All I right. Think, thanks, Dallas. I appreciate the time. Um, yeah, dude, always. Get, getting on here, and we've got uh, the next podcast we're going to have. I should tease a little bit. We're going to have Riverside County Board of Education candidates, uh, Malia Williamson and Jen um, Maharas-Fam, and they're going to each talk and I'm going to talk to them about uh, some of the issues that people are having with them and their campaigns and what, and what, and, and tell, and so you can learn a little bit more about what they're about personally totally. straight from them. So,
0: well, I think that's great. I think that's really fun and um, a good way. These are, this is always a good way for people to find out about candidates. Podcasts are easy, accessible. So I'm really glad that you took the time to talk to them and uh, we're going to put it out on this feed.
1: Right on, man. Have a good All day. Right.
0: Yeah, go to One Temecula Valley Pack, OneTVPack.org.com. Uh, get more information about what Jeff's doing and the team over there and how they're vetting these candidates, what they're looking for and what you can look for. And good governance, it's right there on the website. GG. This board has been so dysfunctional.